0: For the love of goats, we are talking about everything goat. Whether you're a goat owner, a breeder, or just a fan of these wonderful creatures, we've got you covered. And now,
1: here's Deborah Neiman. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode. Today's episode is being brought to you by Stanley Premium Western Forage, which I have been using and loving for well over 10 years. And We are joined today by Tammy Gallagher from Page, Texas, who obviously has goats, and she also has an Airbnb. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thanks
0: for having me, Deborah.
1: I'm really excited to talk to you about this. I've been on your Airbnb page. Of course, there is going to be a link in the show notes for people to see. It is so adorable. Like I want to come down there right now and stay because it's just such a cute little house in the middle of your farm and um, it looks absolutely ideal. So tell us first a little bit, like I, I know you had goats before you moved to your current farm. So it sounds like the goats came before you started an Airbnb.
0: Yes. So the goats started off just as kind of pets we had a few of them and just like everybody says you can't have just one they start multiplying um we sort of outgrew the property that we had and um, our kids grew up and moved out we have this really big house and uh It was just time to downsize the house, upsize the uh, pasture area and the land. And so we went on the hunt for a great piece of property and we found it here in Page, Texas, of all places. Awesome!
1: Yeah, it is so beautiful. So and of course, there'll be pictures on the show notes page also um, that people can see. So why did you decide to start an Airbnb? And also, this is, I'll point out that in your case, your Airbnb, it is a completely separate building. Your listing says that it's two bedrooms, two beds, and one bath. So it is a separate building with like a kitchen and a private bathroom and everything. So tell us a little bit about how you decided to start an Airbnb.
0: Well, the we like I said, we had a large house before and we downsized and we downsized by an enormous amount. <laughs> so we really needed a little extra space for when the kids and the grandkids came or other family members came to stay and uh, the back part of our property, the five acres that we have on the back part of the property is actually not enclosed for the goats. It has uh, barbed wire up from where the previous owners had cattle out there. The views are beautiful from that area and we just thought, wow, you know, what a great place to plop in a little cottage. Um, So it's a dual purpose. It, It serves as a spot for family to stay when they come. But other than that, it's sitting there empty. And uh, we're kind of getting to that age now. We're starting to look for retirement income. And that's what it is. It's a great little retirement income. We're starting to supplement um, those funds. And uh, I just love talking to people. It serves so many great purposes out there.
1: So tell us a little bit about the building itself because you didn't build it from scratch.
0: Right, it it is actually considered a park model, which is an RV. Uh, It looks completely like a little cottage. We had it built off property. It was completely customized. We could move around the walls, choose all of the uh, different finishes inside, just like building a house, except in miniature form. Um, so it didn't take too long to build, I think maybe about three months or so, and, uh, it's got wheels under it. So they hooked it up, drove it out here, which was a little challenging. We had a little issue with it, not fitting through the front gate by about one inch when they got here. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a fun day because, of course, my husband was out of town that day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So, you know, I just did what any girl farmer would do. I went out to the barn, got the grinder, cut down the pipe fence and pulled that sucker right through the pasture. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the guys that brought it out were really accommodating and understanding, and we just kind of laughed about it at, at the end of the day. But, uh, it, it was, you know, kind of one of those situations that you look back on and have a laugh, but at the time it was, it was pretty stressful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I bet I would not.
0: Oh my goodness. If that happened
1: to me, I would be really not happy. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I can only imagine. It was a Um, little bit of a, it, it had to do with the way the roof came down. So the actual building itself had plenty of, of clearance and they had actually come out to make sure that it would fit through, but something to do with the way the roof was put on it. Like I said, it was about an inch that we needed to make it through. So. Oh my goodness.
1: So how did you get started in terms of like, so you just went to the Airbnb site, signed up, created your profile and stuff so that, you know, guests could see what you have there. And then one thing I did notice when I was looking at your site is that you don't have a lot of photos of the goats and chickens and everything. I'm assuming that was on purpose because I would think that you would have put pictures of them there. Why did you focus um, really on just the accommodations, the house and everything?
0: Well, so the the farm experience, the, the little uh, encounter that everybody gets to do with the animals is completely optional to the people that are coming out. I do have plans to get some pictures of the animals uploaded, but it's Most people that come out are interested, very interested in seeing the animals. However, we've had folks come out that just really want to just get away and they're just here to enjoy the peacefulness of the country, escape in the city life.
1: Okay. So, um, so then the next question is, do you have any issues with people like deciding to give themselves a tour or how do you handle that? Do you explain that to them when they arrive that they can't do that?
0: So that was really an issue that kind of created some anxiety for me because our home is at the front of the property. We've got three different paddocks that we have the goats in. The chicken and guineas and uh, pheasants are in a different section. Our house faces the front of the property and the cottage is out at the back of the property. And I was really stressed out about people wandering around, letting themselves into the paddocks. It really hasn't been an issue. I find that the people that come out are very respectful of the property, of the animals. It is on our listing multiple times that they're not to go into any of the pastures without myself or my husband present. So when uh people make a reservation, I send them a little welcome letter that has kind of a reiteration of the rules on the property. And you know, we kind of put it out there in black and white several times and you know, like I said, people have just been really great cuz I had thought, oh, I need to put padlocks on all the gates and what if somebody climbs over and gets in to the pasture and Gets themselves into a pickle, but we just really haven't had any issues. People are very respectful.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that would definitely be a concern of mine. And I think a lot of other people too, that if you're not paying attention, that people could get out there and possibly even like feed your goats something that they think, because so many people think, oh, goats eat anything. And when I interviewed somebody um, who has goats in the city, she said that that's a problem that she's had with people just walking by trying to feed her goats.
0: I actually had problems with that at when we were up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because our fence line was right along a very well-traveled country road and my neighbor would call me every once in a while. Hey, there's somebody out pulled over on the side of the road. And it looks like they're trying to feed your goat something. Yeah. Go running out there. uh... Um, But being out here, uh, you know, that's obviously not a problem because we're way out in the country. I did make it uh, pretty clear on our instructions, on our rules that contrary to popular belief, you cannot just feed a goat anything. They can't just eat anything. They've got very sensitive digestive systems. You could make them really, really sick. So I really put out there, don't feed the goats. And this is why it's so important.
1: Oh, awesome. That's a great idea. So do you give them, so as part of the experience, do you give them any kind of treats or anything to feed the goats when you, when you take them out there to, to meet the goats?
0: So basically what we do is a morning chores experience and um, I show up to pick them up at 830. Uh, We do practice biosecurity here on the farm. So part of the requirement is that everybody has to wear shoe covers before they go into any of the the paddocks. So um, they meet me with their shoe covers on and we head out and start in the buck pasture Um, the buck pasture is one of those places where I give people an option to go in there with me or not, because anybody who has goats knows how aromatic they tend to be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Aromatic is a great way to describe them. (laughs) Um, And especially, you know, when they're in rut, that oil, if it gets on your clothes, it's just, it's stinky. And most people are kind of like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll stay over here and watch, watch you do that from this side of the fence. So I I give them an option if they want to come in and, uh, experience what I'm doing with the bugs. That's really pretty quick. Give them their little morning feed, make sure everybody's got water, let them out, make sure everybody's got hay, of course. Um, I do keep the llama in with the bucks. So if they want to interact with the llama, they've got to come in. And what we'll do is interact with the llama first before I let the bucks out of their barn. Everybody on our farm goes in except for the guardians. They go into barns at night because we've got uh, quite a few predators out here. So um, they can feed the llama. Um, He's he is a guardian. He's not, you know, super pet friendly. Um, but he does know that humans equals food and he will let people pet him and come up to them. If they're offering him something to eat, he's, he's a nice boy. He's just not, you know, following me around the pasture. He's, he's out Mm -hmm. there doing his job, taking care of his boys. So we do that. And we, if I have uh, mamas with larger babies over in the middle paddock, we'll go in and see them and they can interact with some of the older kids. And from there, we travel around to the dough barn and the dough pasture. And that's usually where I've got smaller kids. If, if I've got moms with babies with them, uh, which is always fun for anybody to get to interact with the baby goats. That's always the highlight of, of everybody's trip, I think. And if I've got girls in milk, the last thing that we do is head into the milking parlor. And of course, you know, we have everybody sanitize their hands and um, I show them how to milk a goat, which is I, I think most people really enjoy that. It's it's really kind of interesting uh, when I have couples come to kind of see the expression on the face of one versus the other. And I always think, oh, you know, the ladies are going to want to milk the goats and the men are going to kind of stand back a little bit. Cause that's how it is at my house. I milk the goats. My husband's like, nah, that's okay. You can do that. <laughs> uh, but you know, you get animal lovers from all walks of life from just, it's just crazy to see all of the different personalities that come out here. And the way people interact with the animals is it's always a treat. It's always something different to see And the questions that you get, um, the expressions that you see on people's faces from how, you know, a buck smells to what it feels like when you accidentally get squirted with warm milk, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So it's just, it's a really fun time. And then we go from there and let out the chickens and, you know, see if we have eggs and they can take a look at the pheasants and we talk about the guineas and it's just a really neat experience for me every single time because I get different questions and, you know, I don't always know the answer. So a lot of times I'm learning things because I'm looking stuff up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So do you charge extra for the chore experience? Or is that all part
0: of the price of staying there? It's it's included. So if you want to come out just to escape the city, just to come out and and see what it's like to be on a working farm, and just have your privacy, you're more than welcome to do that. I've, I've had some guests come out that I never hardly even see them unless they're leaving the farm to go get something to eat. Um, But if they do want to have an experience where they can interact with the animals, pet the animals, ask questions, that is offered as one morning during their stay. So we just schedule that.
1: Okay. Now, one thing that I know came popped into my head really soon, the first time I heard about people with farms and goats doing Airbnbs was the liability issue. Um. How is that handled? Does Airbnb have some insurance for you, or did did you have to talk to your insurance agent? Um.
0: Yes, and yes, <laughs> and yes. <Okay. laughs> so yeah, uh, Airbnb does have liability coverage for their hosts, uh, and this is we fall under their farm experience um, stays. So they obviously understand that people are interacting with animals, with the, with the farm experience. We did talk to our insurance agent. We are, we are a farm. We have a farm policy out here. So we made sure that what we were doing was kosher with that. And then we also have our LLC and our insurance with that. So we are kind of covered as much as we possibly can be just because that was that was a concern for us having people out here walking around on our property. And like you said, you know, there is always that concern that someone's going to do something that they shouldn't do that you're unaware of, and get themselves into a pickle, or you know, animals are animals, you never know when someone's going to step, you know, one of the animals going to step on somebody's foot and cause them some discomfort, or someone's going to stick their finger back in the back of a you know, baby goats mouth and get, get chomped on. So we just wanted to be sure that all our bases were covered so that we could sleep easy at night. Right. So did
1: you have any, um, big surprises when you got started? Like the first few times people came
0: to stay? Um, not really. I would say the biggest problem that I have had, I'm a people pleaser. I always want everybody to have a fabulous time. I want this to be a memorable experience for them in a very, very good way. So I have a tendency to kind of worry a little bit, just because I want people to leave here, knowing that they've had a great experience. So I I think probably the biggest surprise I could say would be you know how you always have that one situation where everything goes wrong. Uh (laughs) One couple that came and it it just seemed like every little thing you know the smoke detector went off when she was making breakfast and you know woke her husband up and it, it just seemed like every little nitpicky thing that could have possibly happened happened with that one couple and. I think that they wrote the best review that I've ever had written from anybody. And so I I was blowing it a little bit more out of proportion. Like I said, you know, I, I want people to have a good experience and I think I was more worried about the little nitpicky things happening than they were. So, but we did, you know what, what I did when I first got it set up is I had someone stay there out in out in the cottage that, um, was a heavy acquaintance, somebody that I didn't know really, really well that could give me some feedback. And I said, you know, honestly, here's the deal. Go stay there. Please tell me anything good or bad you can think of. And, uh, you know I was really worried about the bed because that's what I remember. If I go someplace and the bed's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, night <laughs> long. And I was really worried about the bed. And I had taken a mattress recommendation from my brother who has this particular mattress that he just absolutely loved. So that's what we put out there. And I was kind of concerned that it wasn't going to be a bed that would be comfortable kind of in the in the middle for everybody. And uh yeah, I got some pretty um negative feedback on the mattress <laughs> from this person. So I thought, oh thank goodness I am so glad that I had this person come and stay. And so out that mattress went out and and we got a different one. So Um, Haven't had any complaints about the the new mattress.
1: That's a really good idea, though, to ask somebody else to stay there and give you feedback before you actually have paying guests.
0: Well, you kind of wonder, you know, is there anything I miss? Because you think of all these basics, you know, the coffee pot and the coffee filter and the coffee. And, um, you know, are there enough towels and do I have the right pots and pans? And, you know, cause when you're setting up your household, you sort of accumulate those things, accumulate those things as you need them. So putting them all into a space that you've not stayed in before, I just wanted to make sure that it felt cozy and comfortable and they had everything that they needed. So that really worked out to be a pretty good way for me to kind of ease my my worries on that.
1: okay so if somebody was thinking of doing this, which I kind of am <laughs> mm-hmm. um what is there any advice that you would give them anything you wish you had known ahead of time
0: um you know it this has really it's sort of evolved as I've done it. Um, one thing that, I would recommend that I've started doing, and I kind of got this after I had a few people come, is before you start your tour, if you're going to interact with your animals, have a chat with the folks that you're taking onto your property and get a feeling for what their comfort level is. How much do they know about farm animals? Have they ever been around a goat? Have they ever held a chicken? Because we live in this environment all the time and we take for granted that the things that we do every day in our interactions are things that other people might feel a little uncomfortable with and sometimes you've got you know mixed experiences animal experiences within the the couple or the family that's there so perhaps somebody there is actually kind of afraid of animals a little bit where everybody else is really open to wanting to pet them and feed them and, and all that stuff. So, um, that's something that I've started doing is I really kind of get a feeling for how comfortable they are with animals in general. And then I can accommodate what I offer them to what I've learned in that conversation.
1: That's really great advice because I've noticed that, you know, when people come here for like an on-farm homesteading consultation or even like potential interns and stuff, some people really are afraid of livestock when they come face to face with them. And not even just like big cows or horses, but, you know,
0: the UPS driver is scared of our goose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody has a different comfort level in a different knowledge level you know um, I've had folks come out here that have had goats before in the past and so they're not interested in some of you know kind of like the the simple facts like I try to to share fun facts with folks when we're going around and we're talking about you know the goats and how they have a four chambered stomach and they only have you know, teeth on the bottom in the front, those kind of things, people are like, really, I had no idea that goats didn't have teeth on top in the front. And so someone who has never been around a goat finds that really interesting, versus somebody that has had goats before your conversation just goes in a completely different uh, direction. And like I said, I always take an opportunity to learn something new. I still consider myself quite a novice with goats. I've just had them for four years. Um, I learn something new all the time.
1: hmm Wow. That's great. This has been really interesting. And, um, i really think that anybody who is thinking or has been thinking like, "Hmm, maybe I could make a few extra bucks by having an Airbnb on my farm, that you've definitely given them some good things to think about and to
0: consider. Do you have any final parting words, words of advice? You know, if you're thinking about doing it, I say, go for it. We tossed it around for a little while and uh, we did do some research to kind of see how many Airbnbs were around, how many farm experience Airbnbs were around in our area. Um, I actually have a friend who has an Airbnb and she really encouraged me to just go ahead and do it. I just, um, you know, we just kind of tiptoed around the idea for a little bit and then we just took a leap and I'm so glad that we did. We have met some of the nicest people interesting personalities. It's just been a fabulous experience and the feedback has just been amazing. And there's nothing better at the end of the day than going out to my cottage when someone has left and we keep a little book in there for people to leave a note for us Mm -hmm. Um, and reading just how pleasurable their stay was how peaceful it was the things that they enjoyed the things that they like learning about it just it really makes you feel good on the inside to know that you've shared something with them that brings you so much joy in your life
1: oh that is a wonderful note to end on thank you so much for joining us today this is awesome
0: i'm so glad that you asked me i've really enjoyed
1: it and that's it for today's show If you haven't already done so, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any episodes. To see show notes, you can always visit fortheloveofgoats.com and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovegoatspodcast. See you again next time. Bye for
0: now.